China was a victor of World War II. That's why they, you know they have a, they have a permanent seat on the UN Security Council. What, what do you think of how we're you know um, preparing to go to war with China with this AUKUS uh, alliance and uh, you know uh, provoking them with Taiwan? Do, do you think that that um, we're going to end up uh, uh, in the same place we are with, with the Russians now, or that this is this is somehow inevitable? Well, I forget whether I said this before, but uh, Putin has said that uh, it's uh, crazy to uh, for the U.S. to be uh, running the risk of a two-front war. And I think Putin is quite correct in that. As we speak, Tony Blinken is getting up in the morning to face the second day talking with the Chinese leaders. And it all really depends on whether Tony Blinken can wrap his mind around the fact that he badly advised the president mm. two years ago, almost to the date, right? Two years ago in Geneva, June 16th, 2021, the one-on-one face-to-face summit between, Bl- between Biden and Putin. Right now, what we know about that is what Biden shared right after it. He said, no, I'm not, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to to say what I told President Putin, but, uh, you know, he has this thousands of miles of border uh, with China. (laughs) And he knows that China aspires to be not only the most powerful economic, but powerful military country in the world. he's He's being squeezed. He's being squeezed by China. He's got this real problem on his hand. Now, <laughs> I don't know. You know. I wasn't a fly on the wall when Putin, uh, after he watched that on the on the tube, looked at his advisors and said, huh? <laughs> where, did, where are these guys getting this? You know, they were getting it from the textbook they read at Columbia and Harvard, some chapters of which I wrote. <laughs> When Russia and China were at loggerheads, when Kissinger and Nixon were smart enough to exploit that, we thought, and that was my portfolio, we thought that uh, they'd hate each other forever. Mm. <laughs> Not so. You know, things change. When you have a common enemy, you have a different perspective, okay? So that was two years and two days ago. Is Blinken able to realize now that the bipolar world or the unipolar world is dead? That it's it's mm. really silly to talk about U.S. exceptionalism. That he can't talk to his opposite Chinese numbers with a feeling of arrogance, as though he were one of those uh, British sailing up the Yangtze <laughs> River there during the century of humiliation. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. These guys are born with silver spoons in their mouth. They go to the best schools. They're the best and the brightest. They have really nice shoes on. Okay. They they should Can be they better than they should be better than everyone, and they act. You know, they behave like the worst. Uh, it, well, it's, shocking. it's actually <laughs> they think they're better than everyone, um, but they don't know any real life. One yeah. aspect, of course, is they never served in in the service. So. If Lincoln uh, adopts the attitude of, for example, John Kirby, okay, he's the National Security <laughs> Council, the White House National Security 
spokesperson. So yeah. he gets up six days ago and he says, these reports, these reports of China setting up spy bases in Cuba. Well, it just reminds me. It, it reminds me that from day one, we have looking, looked at Chinese activities in our Western hemisphere with great, great concern. <laughs> How do you think Russia feels then in their hemisphere? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in China now, you know. His, will his opposite numbers say, Tony, we've been watching your activities in our hemisphere, uh -huh. and we look at them from day one with great, great concern. <laughs> I mean, hello, they've got a... They've got to hit this guy on the head like that proverbial donkey with a with a thing, yeah. you know, with a, a block. So I don't know how it will come out, but I think uh, I like to hope that with Ukraine going down the drain, that even Biden and Blinken and Sullivan, maybe not Newland, but maybe a majority mm -hmm. of those three incompetents, can bring themselves to realize that you know really is crazy to take on to a two-front war that maybe if not austin and maybe millie or somebody else would say you know we agree we don't want to really get involved in it we're not really prepared to do it. well actually we're not prepared to win one more war in europe okay so maybe the sense will break in but okay. yeah every time i say that the opposite comes true and mm. uh I just think that maybe this time it will come true because I see the Russians moving all the way to the Dnieper River in Ukraine and saying, okay, now will you talk? Uh, Odessa. Odessa would be willing to deal. Odessa, it's on the other other bank of the Dnieper. Uh, you need Odessa to have a viable country. You need an outlet to the sea or else you become just a big farm for the rest of Europe. So we can deal with it, yes, but we need a cordon sanitaire. We need some sort of a, a buffer zone here to make sure that your long-range weaponry doesn't mm. wreak havoc on on our, our provinces that used to be part of Ukraine. So, yeah, I, I hope that they will see that light. And I dare say that if it's the opposite, if they up the ante, send those F-16s, and they get involved in an open an open war between NATO and Russia, then you're going to see some real saber-brattling, at least in the South China Sea and the Taiwan Straits. Mark my words, uh, this will be saber-rattling and perhaps even more as we fly these reconnaissance flights and push these uh, warships through the Taiwan Strait. So they want a two-front war. Well, I, I hope it doesn't come to that. Uh, but uh, they're going to have to wake up. They're going to have to really kind of be chastised and realize that, hey, the unipolar world really and truly is gone. Wake up and smell the coffee.